You are listening to the Pacifica Radio Archives, voices that change the world. National Broadcast Fun Drive, heard on all five Pacifica stations. KPFA 94.1 FM, Berkeley. KPFK 90.7 FM, Los Angeles. 98.7 FM, Santa Barbara. 93.7 FM, North San Diego. 99.5 FM, Ridgecrest. KPFT. 90.1 FM Houston, Texas, WBAI 99.5 FM New York City, WPFW 89.3 FM Washington, D.C. Please call 1-800-735-0230 to pledge your support for this endangered American treasure or go online at supportpra.org. Your donation today helps us more than ever do our work preserving, digitizing, and caring for this historic collection going back to 1949. A little over six years ago, I began a series of radio programs over the mother station of KPFK, that is KPFA in Berkeley, which have been running ever since under the general title Way Beyond the West. And I think I may as well take off for listeners in Southern California by a short explanation of that title. It obviously had a double meaning, first of all geographical, in that the west coast of the United States faces Asia across the Pacific. And in that sense, the Asian world is way beyond the west. The second reason for choosing this title was that the English word way is the nearest translation, perhaps, that we can make to a Chinese word, Tao. You know, that's spelled T-A-O. I don't know why, because it's usually pronounced Tao. And the Tao means many things. Primarily, it means the way of nature, the way things go the process of the universe. But it also means uh, a way of life, a way of living in accordance with that process. And for example, in Japan, there are many crafts and arts, even sports, which have been influenced by Eastern philosophy, which are called ways in this sense. For example, you all know the word judo. Ju means gentle. Do is the Japanese way of pronouncing Tao, the gentle way. So Japanese also speak of of fencing as kendo, the way of the sword. Uh, They speak of tea ceremony sometimes as chado, the way of tea. And in Japanese culture, there are all sorts of these dos, And they indicate not only simply the technique, our mastery of the technique of performing the given art, they also carry the implication that the art involves a way of life. Indeed, in almost the ancient Western medieval sense, every art is a mystery. One used to speak, you see, of the mystery of being a goldsmith, the mystery of being a mason, stonemason, the mystery of being a carpenter. 
And that strikes us probably as extraordinarily peculiar terminology. But the meaning of it was that every man's vocation in life, what the Indians call one's svadharma, which means approximately one's own function, one's own calling. Every vocation, in other words, is also a way of initiation, of initiation into the mystery of life having somewhat a sort of religious function. So that the way is then the Tao in this title, Way Beyond the West. The way of deeper understanding or something like that. And But why do I say beyond the West then in that case? And the reason is that I think that we have not only obviously on the surface here lost the idea that our occupations are vocations. Oh no, not everybody has. But to a very large extent, our idea of an occupation is a way of making money. And we make a very, very destructive division between work and play. We spend eight hours or whatever it may be at work in order to earn the money to enjoy ourselves in the other eight hours. And that is a perfectly ridiculous way of living. It's much better to be very poor indeed than to do something so stupid as boring yourself and wasting yourself for eight hours in order to be able to enjoy yourself the other eight hours. And the, the result of this, when you get this fantastic division between work and play, is that uh, work becomes drudgery, and play becomes empty. We are speaking of a conception of life, in other words, where work and play should in a way be identical. And uh, it's interesting that Hindus, when they speak of the creation of the universe, don't call it the work of God. They call it the play of God, the Vishnu Leela, Leela meaning play. And they look upon the whole manifestation of all universes as a play, as a sport, as a kind of dance. Leela perhaps being somewhat related to our word lilt. In this superficial sense then, we have in the West tended to lose the idea of our work, our profession being a way in that sense. And also, furthermore, our religions tend very much to lose sight of what is meant by Tao or Wei in Chinese, because to a very large extent, Western religion, uh, Christianity, or in what we might call its standard brand forms, does not quite fulfill the function that things like Buddhism and Vedanta, which is the central doctrine of Hinduism, and Taoism fulfill in Asian society. Now, mind you, these ways of I'm talking about in Asia are not followed by an enormous number of people, except in a kind of nominal, superficial way. And I'm not trying to make any vast comparisons between Asian society and Western society. 
and saying that the total Asian way of life is superior to ours. I don't think it is, but I don't think it's necessarily inferior either. It's just different. But the fact remains that there is an aspect of Asian religion and Asian philosophy which is very subdued in Western religion and Western philosophy. So that you might say that a way in Asia, in the sense of the Chinese Tao, is something that does not quite exist in the West in any recognized form. It does exist, yes. It exists unofficially. It exists occasionally. But it's never clearly recognized. So I want to devote this first program to going quite thoroughly into what are these ways. Because this program is mainly going to be concerned with discussing the impact upon the West of these profounder aspects of the life and thought of Asia. But now the difficulty for us all, I think, especially for educated people in the modern world, is that the old-fashioned idea of God has become incredible or implausible. That is to say, in church or in synagogue, we seem to be addressing a royal personage. The layout of a church or of a synagogue looks like a royal court. There is some sort of throne. And we address prayers and requests to the being represented by the altar or the throne or the tabernacle as if that being were a king and were causing this universe in his royal, omnipotent, and omniscient wisdom. But then when we take a look through our telescopes and microscopes, or even when we go out in the forest and look at nature, we have a problem. Because the idea of God that we get from the Holy Scriptures, the Bible, the Quran, doesn't quite seem to fit the sort of world around us that we see in just the same way as you wouldn't dream of ascribing a composition by Stravinsky to Bach. The style of God venerated in church, mosque, and synagogue seems completely different from the style of the natural universe. And it's so hard to conceive the author of the one as the author of the other. And furthermore, it strikes most intelligent people that our traditional religious ideas of God are too primitive. It seems impossible to think that this universe could have been authored by the naive idea of God as a sort of old gentleman who lives far above the stars in heaven, seated on a golden throne and adored by legions of angels. That seems a concept almost unworthy of the sort of universe that modern science has revealed to us. I don't think I need to tell you 
that in a very special and peculiar way, Western man is hung up on sex. <laughs> and the major reason for this is that he has a religious background quite unique among the religions of the world. I'm thinking specifically of Christianity and in a secondary way Judaism insofar as Judaism in Europe and the United States is strongly influenced by Christianity. But Christianity is, of all religions in the world, the one uniquely preoccupied with sex. More so than priapism, more so than tantric yoga, more so than any kind of fertility cult which has ever existed on the face of the earth. There has never, never, never been a religion in which sexuality was so important. And there are certain very simple standards by which this can be judged. In popular speech, when you say of a given person that he or she is living in sin, you know very well that there you do not mean that they are engaged in a business to defraud the public by the sale of uh, badly made bread or uh, anything of that kind. You know that they're not uh, setting up a check forgery business? No. People who are living in sin are people who have an irregular sexual partnership. In the same way, when you say something is immoral, uh, it pretty much means that it's something sexually irregular. I remember when I was a boy in school, we used to have a preacher. He came to us every year, the same man, once a year, and he always talked on the subject of drink, gambling, and immorality. And I remember the way he rolled it round his tongue, and it was very clear what immorality was. <laughs> and also, I might point out, that present company accepted the Unitarian Church being somewhat unusual. Most churches in America and in England and in other parts of uh, the Western world, are, frankly, sexual regulation societies. <laughs> they occasionally get excited about other moral issues, but really not very much. In other words, when you ask, what can people get kicked out of church for, that's supposing you consider important ministers, bishops, priests, and so on. Uh, they can live in envy, hatred, malice, and all uncharitableness and be in perfectly good standing. But the moment anything about their sexual life becomes a little unusual, out you go. And that's about the only thing you can go out for. You study, for example, a Roman Catholic manual of moral theology. These manuals of moral theology are technical books about sins of all kinds, just exactly what they are, how they're done, how grave they are, for mostly for the advice of confessors. And they're always arranged according to the Ten Commandments. And uh, when they get to the commandment, thou shalt not commit adultery, the volume expands like this. 
In fact, it occupies two-thirds of the whole book, all the details. So we have, in a very special way, got sex on the brain, which isn't exactly the right place for it. Now, this needs going into because it is not as simple as it looks. There are t really two roots of the whole problem. One of them is the problem of why sexual pleasure of all pleasures, as a kind of really supreme pleasure, is singled out for religious people to be particularly afraid of. This is not only true in Christianity. I say Christianity emphasizes it in a certain way, but in uh, Asian religions also, especially in India, there is a prevailing view that if you want to attain real heights of spirituality, the one thing you must give up is sexuality. In the ordinary sense of uh, genital sexual relationships with man or woman, as the case may be. And this reflects in part, you see, an attitude to the physical world. Because it is, after all, through sexuality that we have, along with eating, our most fundamental relationship to materiality, to nature, to the physical universe. And it is the point at which we can become most attached to the body, to the physical organism, to material life. That's one reason why it's problematic. The other reason why it's problematic is more subtle. And welcome back to the final hour of the Pacifica Radio Archives uh, broadcast and fundraiser for the Pacifica Radio Archives. We're in our final hour. Thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen. We're at $71,000. We have an $80,000 goal. So we need to raise $9,000 in the next 40 minutes. Can we do that? Well, the way we do that is $250 at a time, or maybe there's nine people that would like to offer us a $1,000 a gift, and we will make it a matching fund. Call us now, 1-800-735-0230 is the number. We've been playing clips from Alan Watts, and uh, I would like to go back to the wonderful conversation I had with Christine Blasdale about this great collection from the Pacifica Radio Archives. Please keep the phones ringing at 1-800-735-0230 that we did digitizing these is the reason why we're able to present them to you today. And remember folks, we have part in this hour, we have a 5,000 matching $5,000 matching pledge that we need to make. If you have the wherewithal, if life has been good to you and you can pledge at the thousand dollar level or the $2,500 level, that would be a big, or help. heck if you can pledge at the $5,000 level and make and help us get our match right now, Please do it. If you'd like to be thanked on the air, please tell the listeners, yeah, the, uh, the phone answers. Please say, hey, I would love to be thanked. Your organization, um, you yourself, your name. Or if you want to remain anonymous, we totally understand. We will not say your name. 
But please call in right now if you have especially a larger donation, um, larger than $250. Please do it now so we can use that towards this match. We need to raise an extra $5,000 in this hour. And with all of us right now calling up and pledging support, we can do it. Again, it's over 3,600 hours of historic, priceless recordings that will not be found anywhere else. You cannot find them anywhere else. I dare you. I dare you. I double dare you to go and find this content anywhere else. It's only available right here, right now, at this number, 1-800-735-0230. Again, it's 1-800-735-0230. There is another call that's just come in. We need one more. We need one more. <laughs> and we get, if we Be get one person. more call... And I want to go in the phone room. I'm going to actually go in the phone room now and answer a call or two and see if I can get my, my angel who can pledge at the $1,000 level. $5,000 yeah. level. But if we get one more call right now at the $250 level, then, Mark, you're going to let them hear the Alan Watts, the, uh, the piece on religion and sex, yeah? Part one. Part one. There's two parts. Okay. Okay. <laughs> 1-800-735-0230 if you want to hear this important I'm looking, content. Please I'm call I'm looking right at now. the phone answer who's ready to take your call. She's like, not yet, not yet. 1-800-735-0230 is the number. Whether you're in New York, whether you're in one of the boroughs of New York, whether you're in Washington, D.C., Virginia, one of the suburbs of D.C., whether you're, you're in Houston, Texas, whether you're in the San Francisco Bay Area, Berkeley, Oakland, Napa Valley, whether you're in Los Angeles, Orange County, Ventura County, Santa Barbara, Northern San Diego, please give us a ring now. Your call is going to make the difference. 1-800-735-0230. Okay, we got a, we got a call. But, we don't, got a call. but don't let that stop because we have a $5,000 match. We have $5,000 if, if we come, If we come out of this clip, Christine, and we've made the $5,000 match, I won't have a heart attack. I want somebody to call up and pledge that $5,000 and take as many of these USB drives and spread them like... You know, Johnny Appleseed and just people need to hear this. Young people need to hear this, that they're not alone, that they're not weird, that they're not freaks, that they actually think that a world that lives in peace and justice for all is absolutely attainable. And it is attainable when we see that there are others that have paved the way for us. But we've got it. We've got to be reminded of this and we need to get this information out. So please, again, call your contribution of two hundred and fifty dollars is wonderfully appreciated, and we will send you a gift of three of these USB drives, the Encyclopedia of Sound. But if there's an angel out there who can do the thousand or five thousand uh, dollar uh, pledge, please do it now, and we will say your name on the air. Say my name. Say my name. Or we will. Uh, <laughs> we, we, you can remain anonymous. That's fine. But do it right now. One eight hundred seven three five zero two three zero. Did we get enough calls? At least. So we can hear more from Alan Watts. Yes, we can, but we have yeah. not made the five thousand dollar okay. match. And That's as you're right. and as you're listening to Alan Watts, I believe in these people. The reason why people respect him so much is that he spoke universal truths. And what a universal truth is is that what he said in 1959 when he first recorded this is as relevant today as it was a thousand years ago when these philosophies were being developed. So let's listen to Alan Watts, 1959, on Religion and Sex, Part 1. I don't think I need to tell you that in a very special and peculiar way, Western man 
is hung up on sex. <laughs> and the major reason for this is that he has a religious background quite unique among the religions of the world. I'm thinking specifically of Christianity and in a secondary way Judaism insofar as Judaism in Europe and the United States is strongly influenced by Christianity. But Christianity is, of all religions in the world, the one uniquely preoccupied with sex. More so than priapism, more so than tantric yoga, more so than any kind of fertility cult which has ever existed on the face of the earth. There has never, never, never been a religion in which sexuality was so important. And there are certain very simple standards by which this can be judged. In popular speech, when you say of a given person that he or she is living in sin, you know very well that there, you do not mean that they are engaged in a business to defraud the public by the sale of uh, badly made bread or uh, anything of that kind. You know that they are not... Uh, setting up a check forgery business? No. People who are living in sin are people who have an irregular sexual partnership. In the same way when you say something is immoral, uh, it pretty much means that it's something sexually irregular. I remember when I was a boy in school, we used to have a preacher. He came to us every year, the same man, once a year, and he always talked on the subject of drink, gambling, and immorality. And I remember the way he rolled it round his tongue, and it was very clear what immorality was. <laughs> and also, I might point out that present company accepted the Unitarian Church being somewhat unusual. Most churches in America and in England and in other parts of uh, the Western world, are, frankly, sexual regulation societies. <laughs> they occasionally get excited about other moral issues, but really not very much. In other words, when you ask, what can people get kicked out of church for, let's suppose you consider important ministers bishops, priests, and so on, uh, they can live in envy, hatred, malice, and all uncharitableness and be in perfectly good standing. But the moment anything about their sexual life becomes a little unusual, out you go. And that's about the only thing you can go out for. You study, for example, a Roman Catholic manual of moral theology, these manuals of moral theology are technical books about sins of all kinds, just exactly what they are, how they're done, how grave they are, for mostly for the advice of confessors. And they're always arranged according to the Ten Commandments. And uh, when they get to the commandment, thou shalt not commit adultery, the volume expands like this. In fact, it occupies two-thirds of the whole book. All the details. 
So we have, in a very special way, got sex on the brain, which isn't exactly the right place for it. Alan Watts is, <laughs> he's a cool guy. He's I'm, so cool. I'm very confident that if he was my age, we would be friends. I think so, Mark. We would be hanging out for sure, grabbing, I don't know if he drank or not, but I'd throw back a few tequilas with him for sure. Um, but Alan Watts on religion and sex, just one topic that he covered in 30 years on the air and you for have, Pacifica Radio, and we have most of those recordings. Exactly. And you have many more included. And actually, I do believe we have guaranteed at least three more recordings between 1949 and 1959 when he went on the air here in Los Angeles that are not digitized. They're on tape. They're on tape. Okay, folks, here's your opportunity. That there's, I just heard a ding, ding, ding going on there. <laughs> uh, remember, for every $250 pledge, you, yes, you, um, make it true and make it possible to have these tapes, these, these recordings that are on tape, and they're every single minute by the day, by the heat, they are deteriorating. The quality is getting less and less. Some of them are breaking apart because of the, just the age of, of these tapes. Uh, Mark and the Pacifica Radio Archives delicately take these tapes and transfer them into a digitized format so that generations can hear. And we have the ability, you have the ability, with your $250 pledge, for, to, for that $250 pledge to preserve one of those tapes. Now, since we started and we threw down the challenge, Mark, we had a $5,000, an incredibly generous listener who pledged $5,000 as a match Pledged $5,000, hoping that we could match that. We're going to use that match in this hour. We already have $1,000 matched okay. at this point. Great job, everybody. And it's not by just one person pledging $1,000. Oh. It's from four people oh, nice. who have called an anonymous caller from Alexandria, Virginia. Yeah. Um, an also, another caller from Sausalito, California. Nice. Los Angeles is in the house right yes. here. And, of course, um, another uh, wonderful listener, Mr. Drew Stratton from Richmond, Texas, yeah. Called in and pledged and got the Encyclopedia of Sound, pledged $250. So we're $1,000 closer to our $5,000 goal. Folks, we need you to help us match that goal. The number to call is 1-800-735-0230. Again, it's 1-800-735-0230. And as a thank you for your donation of $250, we will send you with our love, appreciation, and thanks the Encyclopedia of Sound. This is brand new. It's never been offered before. This massive collection of 3,600 hours of audio content, historic recordings from the Pacifica Radio Archives, and you cannot get it anywhere else. But right here, right now, at 1-800-735-0230. Now, that angel who called up and pledged $5,000, we can't say your name yet, right? Right. We're not going right, to say the right, name. Right. But if you're someone who wants to help match that, get close to that five thousand dollars. You can pledge a thousand dollars or two thousand dollars. And if you want us to say your name or your the organization that you're with, if you want us to say your name on the air, we will. But you have to do it now. We need to have you call right now at one eight hundred seven three five zero two three zero. OK, every two hundred and fifty dollars preserves and digitizes another program. You could literally help finance the preservation of another Alan Watts tape, which at this point 
hasn't been heard in 60 years or so. So please get to the phones, 1-800-735-0230. We need four soulful people to call right now so we get through that next $1,000 of the $5,000 match. We made the first 1000 We need to work on 1000 number two. Please get to the phones, four people. We have uh, several phone lines open right now. We were we will start tallying now. Christine is going to determine whether or not when we make these four calls, whether we're going to hear sex and religion part two, yes. or if we're going to hear about Alan Watts on God. And I'll tell you, his notions of God are right up my alley. I wish I read his work when I was younger. <laughs> I didn't find out about him until college, and it was just by coincidence that somebody. Uh, showed me one of his books, and I was hooked. When I found out that, that Pacifica Radio had his collection, I had to work here. Yeah. <laughs> I had to get a job here so I could listen to it all. Oh, look at this. We have another uh, $250 donation by uh, Arabella Ezra. Ezra. Oh, my goodness. I'm going to butcher this. Please help me out here. Ezra Lowe. Ezra Lowe. Such a beautiful song. Arabella Israel. Arabella Israel. From Los Angeles. All right. Thank, Thank you, you so, much. so much. Okay, we need three more calls. 1 800 735 That's 1 800 Do we have to do either or? Because I would still like to hear about religion and sex. Okay, yeah, we can do both. But okay. we, we need Part. to get three phone calls <laughs> going right now. One eight hundred seven three five zero two three zero. And Mark, before we before we go to the before we hear from Alan Watts again, yeah. I want to remind our listeners that uh, wonderful listener who called up and pledged five thousand dollars for this matching uh, pledge that we're trying to match right now. We're a thousand dollars down. We got four thousand more to to go. That person, that five thousand dollars, is responsible for resurrecting and um, maintaining and cleaning up and preserving twenty. Of those tapes. Yeah. That is powerful. When you think of what is up in the archives and what needs to be digitized, 20 of those have been preserved thanks to our wonderful, generous uh, listener who called up and pledged $5,000 at 1-800-735-0230. While this clip plays, I want to go and answer some phones. Okay. So please, folks, keep calling. I hope I get your phone call. Pledge at the $250 level. Or if you can pledge more than that, we are still looking for some angels this hour. Okay, here we go. This is part two of Alan Watts' Religion and Sex from 1959. It's from the first year of him broadcasting in Los Angeles after broadcasting six previous years at the mothership station KPFA in Berkeley, California, which broadcast all over the San Francisco Bay Area into Marin counties, Oakland, and beyond. So here's Alan Watts. Part two of Religion and Sex. Keep those phones ringing to help us preserve the Pacifica Radio Archives collection going back to 1949. Now, this needs going into because it is not as simple as it looks. There are really two roots of the whole problem. One of them is the problem of why sexual pleasure of all pleasures as a kind of really supreme pleasure is singled out for religious people to be particularly afraid of. 
This is not only true in Christianity. I say Christianity emphasizes it in a certain way, but in uh, Asian religions also, especially in India, there is a prevailing view that if you want to attain real heights of spirituality, the one thing you must give up is sexuality in the ordinary sense of uh, genital sexual relationships with man or woman, as the case may be. And this reflects in part, you see, an attitude to the physical world. Because it is, after all, through sexuality that we have, along with eating, our most fundamental relationship to materiality, to nature, to the physical universe. And it is the point at which we can become most attached to the body, to the physical organism, to material life. That's one reason why it's problematic. The other reason why it's problematic is more subtle. And that is that sexuality is something which you cannot get rid of. Do what you may, life is sexual in the sense, for example, that you are either male or female. There are various other gradations, uh, but basically they are forms of maleness and femaleness. And also that every one of you is the result of sexual intercourse. And this feature of life uh, can be looked at in one of two ways. You can say on the one hand that all man's higher ideals, his spirituality and so forth, is simply repressed sexuality. Or on the other hand, you can say that human sexuality is a manifestation, a particular form or expression of what is spiritual, metaphysical, divine, or whatever you want to call it. I hold to the latter view. I don't think that religion is repressed sexuality. I think, however, that sexuality is just one of the many forms in which uh, whatever all this is expresses itself. But you see, if this thing is something you cannot get rid of, and if you realize that indeed a way of life in which sexuality is in some way put down or repressed is nonetheless an expression of sexuality. Then we come to a view of a religion in which sex is a very special taboo, which is rather unusual. It's normally said, you see, yes, that Christianity is a religion in which sex is taboo, and this is simply no getting around it. I know up-to-date ministers today are, think sex is all right. It's perfectly okay if you're married and you've got a mature relationship with a woman. Uh, it's all right. And they kind of damn it with faint praise. But if you read anything of Christian writings prior, shall we say, to 1850, to set a date rather arbitrarily, you will find that it's not all right. Not at all. It's tolerated between married couples and strictly for the procreation of children. But on the whole, to do without it is best. 
as St. Paul put it, it's better to marry than to burn. To burn with the fire of lust and ultimately to burn in hell. But always, consistently, there is simply no getting away from it. In all the writings of the Church Fathers, from St. Paul himself right through to St. Ignatius Loyola or any of the great relatively modern uh, leaders of Catholic spirituality, or you can look at Calvin, you can look at uh, great Protestants, John Knox. On the whole, sex is sin and sex is dirt. And you can say very simply that this is all bad and something very wrong, but I want to point out that there is another side to all this. There is no way of making a hedge grow like pruning it. There is no way of making sex interesting like repressing it. And as a result of all these centuries of sexual repression and associating it with dirt, the West has developed a peculiar form of eroticism. The most salacious, the most prurient, the most uh, kind of weird form of eroticism that exists anywhere in the world. Mm. Great. That's us. We're the weird ones. <laughs> Uh, Alan Watts from 1959 in the first year on the air here at KPFK in Los Angeles. He had been on for six previous years on our mothership station, KPFA in Berkeley, California. And we are coming to you live from Los Angeles on this one day of the year to help raise funds for the Pacifica Radio Archives. My name is Mark Torres. I am the director of the Pacifica Radio Archives. I'm joined by the senior producer of KPFK, Christine Blasdale, and we have a monumental task. It's actually manageable because at one point we needed 20 phone calls and now we need now we need 12, thir- 12? 12 and calls. now we need 12 to reach our goal of $5,000. So this is very doable, but we have to get to it now. Because I wanted to play one more Alan Watts clip, but we got to make this match. Well, we had a uh, a generous listener who pledged $5,000, and we're doing a matching challenge right now in this hour. And we have $2,000 uh, that have been raised so far, but we have another 3000 to go. So, yes, that's 12 more callers calling up and pledging at the $250 level. Or if there's someone who is generous enough who can pledge at the 2000 or $2,500 or the $3,000 hour that would be fantastic, and we could just play content, play content, play content. But what we need to do is we need to have as many callers as we can right now, picking up the phone lines and calling 1-800-735-0230. That's 1-800-735-0230, supporting the Pacifica Radio Archives, and you will get content, 3,600 hours, over 3,600 hours of content that you cannot find anywhere else. And yes, it has the complete collection of Alan Watts, which we're listening to, but it also has a complete collection of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., Rosa Parks, Howard Zinn, Edward Said, Fannie Lou Hamer, Maya Angelou, Cesar Chavez, Dolores Huerta, Lorraine Hansberry, George Carlin. There's comedy, there's 
um, uh, there's the audio book series, there's music, there is uh, spirituality and health, as we're listening to right now. It is truly the Encyclopedia of Sound, and it is yours for a donation of just $250 at this number. 1-800-735-0230. And more importantly, that your donation helps us to continue our work to preserve this historic collection. We have something big in the works where we are going to try and partner with one of the local universities here in Los Angeles. We already have the brush strokes of an agreement. We just need the financing to be able to digitize 40,000 tapes in the next four years and preserve them and make them accessible to the entire, entire world community. We're not there yet. What we need right now is to meet our $80,000 goal for the day and our 5000 goal for this hour. And we're very close. We got another phone call that just came okay, in. Okay, there's another phone call. We need 11 people. 11 more. 1-800-735-0230. The last three years, we've been able to, thanks to your donations, digitize and preserve over 3,000 hours. We are offering you wow. all of these preserved programs on three USB drives. That was unthinkable even a few years ago, Christine. We used to have these large briefcases with maybe a hundred hours of CDs. They were heavy, they were clunky, but they were cool. I wanted one. I don't have one. Was that for a five thousand dollar pledge or it was a it was a five thousand dollar pledge for a briefcase back in the day. I calling that. called the Great Collection that was 100 hours. We are now offering 3,600 hours. Now, it may sound like a lot, and it is, but at the same time, we have 45,000 more tapes to preserve. Mm. So please, get to the phones now. We need at least 10 more calls one eight hundred seven three five zero two three zero. We need ten calls in less than ten minutes. The number is one eight hundred seven three five zero two three zero. Can we do that? Remember, folks, too, that every single pledge, when you call up and pledge your two hundred and fifty dollar donation, you will get not one, not two, but three of these USB drives that you can plug and play in your laptop. You can drag and drop the files. There's a complete searchable um, database on the USB drives, plus there's a printout so that you can find everything easily. Or if you're like me, you know what, just throw one of these USB drives in your car and you have hours upon hours of listening. You know, instead of putting that crazy music on when you're taking your kids to school, you can have this on Educate and actually them. talk. Talk about what is being spoken about. Talk about the civil rights movement. Talk about true justice. Talk about the Native American uh, a civil rights movement. Talk about what's going on right now through these historic voices. And every pledge, every single person that calls that number, 1-800-735-0230, every single person who calls up, you should pat yourself on the back and know that you are preserving one hour, one historic hour that is on tape right now that needs to be heard, that needs to be unearthed, that needs to be cleaned up and needs to be digitized. It's you who are who are preserving the voices that need to be heard. Truly, the voice of the voiceless. The number again is one eight hundred seven three five zero two three zero. Okay, we need nine people now. Nine folks calling that phone nine. number. Nine. We have nine minutes to go, and we need nine people. Let's take care of that right now. I'm sweating a little bit here. We need eight now. There's hoping, another call that just hoping came in. That we make this five thousand dollar match, and we can do it with eight more calls. 
800-735-0230. You can go to our website at supportpra.org, or you can text donate. You just type in 41444, and then you type in the word archives, and then you can make your $250 pledge, and we'll get you the three USB drives. 3,600 hours with the greatest names in history during the recorded era. Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., Langston Hughes, James Baldwin, John Coltrane, Bob Dylan at 20 years old in 1962. His first performance was on our New York station, WBAI. Are there any New Yorkers out there? Are there any dwellers in the boroughs? Anybody from Brooklyn, Queens? Is there anybody from New Jersey? Is there anybody from Spanish Harlem, Harlem, uh, anywhere in Manhattan? Give us a ring now, 800-735-0230. It's just about uh, 5 p.m., uh, which means you can make that call right now, 800-735-0230. I don't know if we're going to make it. I see. Well, do we have, I was going to I was going to say, do we have time for one more clip from Alan Watts? Let's try and get to that. Okay. Yes. So here's the thing. Here's the deal. We will play this clip um, uh, from Alan minutes. Watts, a, a couple minutes of it. Uh, but here's the here's the thing. Everybody needs to call that phone number one eight hundred seven three five zero two three zero. Okay, call that number. But um, I am looking in the last how many minutes we have? Three, four, three. Okay. How many minutes? We've got six minutes. Six minutes. Okay. In the next six minutes, I am going to send the bat signal out for another angel. You don't have to be. You don't have to pledge five thousand dollars unless you wish. But I am looking for someone who can pledge at the thousand dollars or more level. We need to make that matching fund. There was $5,000 that was granted to us. We need to raise that within this hour. We can't do it without an angel. So I'm calling. I'm looking for the super woman, super guy, super person, super human who can pledge that support, pledge at the $1,000 or, or higher level. Please do it now, and we'll read your name. We'll say your name on the air if you like, or you can remain anonymous. But you have to do it right now within seconds. one 800 735 All right, let's play this clip by Alan Watts, 1959, Alan Watts on God. But now the difficulty for us all, I think, especially for educated people in the modern world, is that the old-fashioned idea of God has become incredible or implausible. That is to say, in church or in synagogue, we seem to be addressing a royal personage. The layout of a church or of a synagogue looks like a royal court. There is some sort of throne. And we address prayers and requests to the being represented by the altar or the throne or the tabernacle as if that being were a king and were causing this universe in his royal, omnipotent, and omniscient wisdom. But then when we take a look through our telescopes and microscopes, or even when we go out in the forest and look at nature, we have a problem. Because the idea of God that we get from the Holy Scriptures, the Bible, the Quran, doesn't quite seem to fit the sort of world around us that we see in just the same way as you wouldn't dream of ascribing 
a composition by Stravinsky, to Bach. The style of God venerated in church, mosque, and synagogue seems completely different from the style of the natural universe. And it's so hard to conceive the author of the one as the author of the other. And furthermore, it strikes most intelligent people that our traditional religious ideas of God are too primitive. It seems impossible to think that this universe could have been authored by the naive idea of God as a sort of old gentleman who lives far above the stars in heaven, seated on a golden throne and adored by legions of angels. That seems a concept almost unworthy of the sort of universe that modern science has revealed to us. Wow. That's 1959 Alan Watts on God. Okay, we're getting very close, ladies and gentlemen. We have a $5,000 match. Christine Blasdale is gathering up the numbers over there. I think we need four more people calling to make this match. When you donate $250, you will help us get closer to our $5,000 match, and we will send you this incredible gift of the work we've done over the past three years, 3,600 hours of recordings of all the great names of Pacifica Radio that you've come to know and love. Now, keep in mind that there are many people on the air today that will be the Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s of tomorrow. They're on the air now. You need to keep us uh, healthy enough so that we can stay on the air and keep doing our work preserving our history at the same time. Give us a ring. 1-800-735-0230 is the number. We needed four more people. Now we need three more people. We only have two minutes to do it, and we need three calls to make our match. I know we can do this. We're on all five stations here on this one-day national broadcast to preserve the Pacifica Radio Archives. Christine Blasdale, senior producer of KPFK, is here with an update. My name's Mark Torres, director of the Pacific Radio Archives. What do we got? Okay, so we have calls coming in from all over the country. This is so beautiful. We had an anonymous caller who pledged uh, the $250 level. It's getting the Encyclopedia of Sound from Houston, Texas. Yes. We also have an anonymous caller from Los Angeles who just called in. We have um, an anonymous caller from Boulder Creek, California. Okay. Also from Earliesville, Earliesville, Virginia, yes. calling in. WPFW. We, we want to thank, um, also want to thank personally Daisy Patterson from Los Angeles who called in and got the Encyclopedia of Sound. Um, thank you. Also just called in and I just, we just got off the phone with uh, Zachary Bowman from Arlington, Virginia. Yes. So there's, um, what is that, about six calls that just came in right now. We're getting closer to our goal, but we have only a few minutes to go. So we really got to turn on the heat. The phone lines, actually, almost everybody is on a phone right now. We have maybe one or two phone lines open. Two lines so open. if you called before, if you couldn't get through for whatever reason, call right now, 1-800-735-0230. And we're going to figure out how close we are to this match. Oh, thank you so much, Christine Blasdale. 
Alan Watts has been uh, giving us pearls of wisdom for this hour. He was one of the original broadcaster here on Pacifica Radio when we went on the air in 1949. He was in that first generation of expanding our minds, building bridges amongst communities, uh, uh, between languages. He was the first person to do a prolonged attempt at bridging the gap between the East and the West. And he uh, is really one of the legends of Pacifica Radio. He's one of the people we celebrate in our collections that you get as a gift when you call now and pledge a $250 donation and exchange. We will give you our life's work over the last three years, 3,600 recordings in one package called the Encyclopedia of Sound. Call now, 1-800-735-0230. I'm looking at a phone answer that is desperately hoping that you call so she can pick up the phone and take your pledge. Be that person, 1-800-735-0230. We almost got 30 seconds left. And we have we need five more people to call in. To make our goal, we need to have five more people to call in. Oh, my goodness, five people, 800-735-0230. This is Mark Torres, director of the Pacifica Radio Archives. I'm joined by the office administrator and overall phone room guru, Sean Dellis, who set up this phone room and marshaled it for the entire 15 hours from 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. How are you feeling, man? I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> Big shout out to all the volunteers that made it down uh, to the station today to help us out. It was a lot of help. Yes, we want to thank Kiana Williams, Mariana Berkovich, Sean Dellis, of course, Mary Reich, Steve Kaiser, Loretta Ayeroff, Barbara Fleischer, Edgar Toledo, Von Fernandez, New York Pizza. He's really from Mexico, but who cares? Pepe's New York, Fernandez, New York Pizza, awesome. Spitz, Studio City, they gave us some food to fuel us through this entire 15 hours. I think we came close to our $80,000 goal. I don't know. Um, oh, Von Miser. And um, and thank you, uh, Mariana Berkovich, who has been tabulating every penny of this fun drive. We're going to end in just a few seconds here, but we want to continue to have people call in. 1-800-735-0230. This is your last chance to donate for the Pacifica Radio Archives National Broadcast and Fundraiser. A $250 donation will help us restore another tape, and it will also help us reach our goal of $80,000. It's going to be close, ladies and gentlemen. Keep the phones ringing, 1-800-735-0230. How many phones do you think you answered today, Sean? Oh, I've probably took 50, 60 calls. <laughs> <laughs> Did you take any calls from far voice, away? My voice. I took calls from, yeah, all, all five all five stations. Yeah. Wow. All right. I want to give a shout out to every single one of the stations. KPFK, of course, here in Los Angeles. KPFA in Berkeley, San Francisco, Oakland. WBAI in New York City. WPFW in Washington, D.C. KPFT in Houston, Texas. Thank you so much for allowing us on your airwaves to help fund to preserve the history of Pacifica Radio going back to 1949. Thank you all for tuning in, and we are going to continue now with our regular programming. Thank you all. 
Do you have a car, a boat, or a motorcycle that's really ready to go, kind of like on its last legs? It's probably been really good to you. Well, check out this idea. How about let it do one more good thing and benefit KPFK? Your donation is tax deductible and it's easy to do. For more information about how the donation process works and how to get your tax deduction, all you have to do is call 877-KPFK-AUTO. That's 877-KPFK-AUTO. That's it. Hi, this is Leela Downs. You're listening to KPFK 90.7 FM Los Angeles, 98.7 FM Santa Barbara, globally on kpfk.org. En una no- 